RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonics. Athena Sedaris, ex-regulator turned mercenary leader, fled her home city of Caldonics seven years ago after witnessing the murder of her mentor. She's found by her best friend with the help of a mysterious hacker and returns to the city at their behest. Upon her return, she quickly finds herself further embroiled in the politics of the regulation unit, and she sets to work peeling back the layers of conspiracy that have formed in her absence. Athena begins to assemble a team of trustworthy companions. With their help, she mounts an offensive against the first link in the chain, Harlan Troya. In a combination of grit and sheer luck, she manages to deal a devastating blow, which disrupts immediate plans to infect the city with a parasitic red energy. Athena finds she's truly only scratched the surface of these mysteries, and it might be too late to find out more. She's been devastatingly wounded in her final battle. She descends down, down, down into the water, defenseless against whatever lurks below. So, Allie, for much of last season, you were drawing two adventure cards each session because you had played the enemy adventure card, which gives you that as a benefit. You've since vanquished your nemesis. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, hard hard fought, hard won. Um, well, half won, I ha- think. Yeah. 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 Mm. I liked you having multiple adventure cards. I think it, you're the only player. It gives you more options. It makes things certainly interesting and unpredictable for me <laughs> when you play them. And you've been very creative with the use a lot of the time. So for the time being, until it becomes problematic, I'd like to continue with that. So I think I'm going to say... Well, I'm not biased at all. Yeah, so you get to draw two adventure cards each session. And I guess you can also just keep two at a time. So at the start of each, you can draw two, replace either of the two you have, or replenish them if you don't have any. Well, thank you kindly. Of course. Additionally, you have conviction. Oh. Both, I think, for a large success and a large failure. Yep. Uh, it Seems was a, right. It was a big moment, so you are convicted. Nice. Well, well hopefully not. Oh, no. Hopefully not. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you have conviction. Congratulations. And you had an advance as well, which I don't know if you figured out what you want to do with it. I have not yet. I kind of thought I might feel it out through this first session. And I think that's perfectly fine. So. We mentioned gritty damage a while back. I still think it would be fun and to we, try. We talked about implementing it and then totally forgot about it. So sorry, y'all. Sorry about that. <laughs> would you like to implement it for now? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's give it a try. Let's see how it feels. Ultimately, the theme of Neon Heat is pulpy action adventure fun. 
Fast Furious fun, fast, you say? Fast Furious fun. The setting and the story is not meant to be, like, forlorn or super slow or anything like that. I don't want gritty damage to hamper that overall feel, but it also should feel dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and this is a setting where an average person has powers, sometimes just by default. Yeah. Uh, so there are plenty of people that have, like, healing abilities. Roja has the ability to heal you. Gritty damage means you have the injury until you get healed and then it goes away, which is the same as if you get incapacitated, basically. So I think it will make combat a little bit more interesting and urgent because it works. It's going to happen to your enemies, too. So Mm -hmm. like, it's not just Athena. Any wild card can be injured just like our setting is a work in progress. You know, I want to tinker with and manipulate our rule sets yeah. uh, to find what works best and what feels best uh, so to make it most interesting it. for you as a player and for people to listen to. I want Athena to just get fucked up. Granted. <laughs> I mean, she's fucked up pretty bad right now. God, it could be way worse. I I am still right now shocked that you rolled so ridiculously on your vigor roll. Hey, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Me fucking too. Because you didn't have any bennies. Uh, you know, oh, I used my last one to try and save Isaac. She has to protect him. That was a selfless act that did not go unnoticed, probably. But who noticed it? Darkness. Phantom howls echo around you, the reverberations coursing through the water like electricity. Your body aches. Your limbs feel heavy, listless, and unresponsive. As you sink deeper, the world slips away. And so do you. And then, just as suddenly, you blink your eyes open. Athena, it is Monday morning, bright and early, and you have to go to school. Well, you're on your way to Pavi's, and then you'll be going to school. So, what does an 8- to 10-year-old Athena look like? Pretty gangly for her age. That has not changed much through adulthood. Like in personality, or? Uh, in leg, I think. (laughs) I have what you call a gangly personality. (laughs) She has one of those hoodies on that has, like, t-shirt sleeves, but the rest of it is still a hoodie. And her hair is up in two little buns on the top of her head that maybe she thinks look really cool, but maybe they don't look very cool. Very cute. Well, Athena, you are walking through the streets of Caldonix, going towards Pavi's residence, which is, of course, an east city. Where do you think they live, exactly? Maybe they live right under that highway stop. On the canal. Okay. Easy to get back and forth. This particular branch of the Seca clan lives underneath the highway, the elevated railway that goes uh, throughout the city, and this one is also just on the edge of the canal. So, prime real estate, probably been in the family for a long time. It's not a glitzy area, but it's convenient, centrally located, so it's popular. Maybe we just open with you knocking on the door, and Pavi's mom, Rui, opens the door. Pavi certainly takes after Rui in almost every aspect. They look similar. Rui is of a short to medium height. She has red-orange hair with yellow tips, a heart-shaped face, a bright smile, and sparkling red-orange eyes. She is Ori, so her hair matches her eyes. A slightly rounder build, 
but she's always very positive and happy, and I don't know that you've ever seen her upset or angry before. But she opens the door, sees you there, gives you a smile, and says, Oh, I'm sorry, Athena. Poppy's ill today. She won't be going to school. Athena tries to lean around Rui to see if Poppy's on the couch. You can actually see under Rui's arm that Poppy is indeed flopped on their couch, bundled under some blankets. As Rui turns around with you to see Pavi there, uh, she Pavi lets out like a long hacking cough, hmm. looking quite ill. And Rui turns around and gives you a very apologetic smile. But you can see under Rui's arm, Pavi's expression shifts to something a little bit more smug, tinged with apology <laughs> as she shrugs at you. At the end, it gives her the tiniest, quickest wink imaginable. <laughs> I think you get a bright smile from Pavi at that. Oh, I'm sorry that we couldn't let you know ahead of time, Athena. Are you going to be okay going to school? Oh, yeah, I think I'll be fine. Well, all right. Be safe, dear. Will do, Miss Rui. Bye. And she heads on out down the stoop and onto the streets. Well, Athena, from here, you and Pavi usually just walk to school. It's only a couple of blocks. It's not too far. Very conveniently located near their home. It's uh, an East City school that is exclusively for Caldonix residents. One of the shifts at the mines ends around this time, which allows many of the workers with families to get home in time to see their children off. So the streets aren't crowded, but there's bustle. You can feel the warm, tangy edge to the salty air as the main crystals gather power for you know their draining in the early afternoon. And your mother, Val, is one of the head siphons that oversees that draining process. Athena would definitely... As a, a treat on a day where she doesn't get to hang out with her best friend, she wants to just duck into a bakery and grab something and head on her way. What do you buy there? Uh, I think she she was big into croissants. Croissants. <laughs> croissants. croissants. <laughs> they make her feel very fancy, mm. so she likes those. But she's just putting ham and cheese in the middle anyway, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Athena, as you are walking down one of the streets, crunching into your croissant... It's very crisp, flaky, fluffy, and light. Mm. Mm. Maybe not crunchy, then. Maybe it's just like, it feels like there should be a crunch when she eats it in her head, but it's just soft and blissful. Mm -hmm. But as you're walking, the school is within sight. It's still a ways away, but it's a large structure. And you hear loud laughter and sort of scuffling coming from off to one side. Hmm. Roll me a notice. What do you think Athena's notice would sort be? Sort of depends on what would be important to her at this point in her life. You know what? Athena is very nosy. And I've only, as a, a 29-year-old in the current timeline, leveled up her to a D8. So I think she would get that D6 pretty early on. Okay. I'm fine with that. You have a D4 by default. So. She and her grandma always gossiping when she comes over. Don't think that's she brings the hot quite gossip. the same, but okay. <laughs> well, she's got to notice it to know it's good gossip. Okay. <laughs> I know I know good gossip when I look at it. So, first roll of season two is a crit fail. Oh my god. Yeah, you, you can hear scuffling off to one side. Maybe it's just a stray animal just knocking around in the alley or something like that. She Nothing to goes, worry about. Hmm. Crunch. <laughs> it's the crunchiness that threw you off, right? You're so absorbed in the croissant. <laughs> croissant. All right, well, you keep walking to school. 
And after another, I'd say, 10 seconds, the noise is much louder and much more immediate in your vicinity. And off to your right, over several small rooftops, you can see a bright figure uh, bounding and leaping. And there's loud laughter, words coming back and forth that you can hear. And the first words uh, now ring out clearly in your ears. It's a deep, resonating baritone. I don't have time for this, chappy followed by a, a much higher, more shrill sneer of a voice. Too slow, come on, Shin. And leaping across the rooftop is an Axian Karnak with reddish skin and black splotches bounding effortlessly across the low rooftops. He's wearing a bright purple tracksuit and carrying a bundle in his arms, all the while laughing with obvious enjoyment and abandon. So he's got very round features, dark eyes, are and, they beady? Uh, hard to tell from here. I think with the crit fail, you have no maybe, idea. Maybe not beady. Following at a slightly slower clip run with not extravagant jumps chasing this figure is a man dressed in the standard regulator armor. It's black and dark grays. His bright yellow badge of office twinkling from his belt. He's umber skinned with no hair and it looks like maybe splotches of green on his face. The Axian, who continues leaping forward on his springy legs, turns and says, Seems like you do have time, though. What with chasing me and all? And the man yells back, Just because I was the closest responder doesn't mean I want to be here. The Axian turns and calls over his shoulder. Yeah, and that's, a, that's quite a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> and as he does so, tosses the bundle he's holding up into the air, turns around, makes a rude gesture at the man following him. How rude. Substantially. Oh. Two hands worth of rudeness. Athena's eyes go wide. The regulator grits his teeth, utters something in frustration, and while the bundle is in midair, the regulator hurls a bolt of energy that streaks towards the Karnak, who giggles again and claps his hands together just before it reaches him, and you watch the bolt pass directly through him with no effect. What a slippery little bitch. <laughs> and he reaches up and daintily catches the bundle as it falls without missing a step, continuing to leap and bound across the rooftops, heading sort of in the direction you're going, but skewed off to one side. Once Athena has noticed this, she's just kind of watching it with a some amount of curiosity and gosh she just doesn't want to go to school so i think she's just standing there watching this and the these buildings are about as low to the ground as they could be maybe like 20 feet tall oh, like wow. one, like one these are single story buildings the man chasing the axion occasionally sends a burst of sparkling green light tinged with tendrils of fire towards the karnak and they begin to peel off in that direction Athena would like to follow them. Oh, would she? Yep. Okay. At the pace they're going right now, you're younger. Roll me your running die. It's a d6. Just one d6? This one, if you're... A three. A three? Okay, you're fine. As you follow these men, it becomes very clear that the Axion is outpacing him and could be going much faster, but is choosing to stay just out of reach. Huh. Keeps throwing these taunts and jabs back at him. Roll me another notice. Yes. Five. Five, okay. As the regulator in pursuit continues throwing the occasional blast of sparkling green fire in the Axion's direction, you note that he is making contact. He's not 
missing with these blasts of energy. They're just going right through the Axion. Like, he's not even there. But he's there, though. He is there, yep. Huh. The Axion does a rather acrobatic backflip onto the lip of the building, and now they've come to a stop, and he's standing there, and he shakes the bundle in front of him. Oh, I thought you were the Emerald. <laughs> That's what it says on this trophy here. You know, the one you stole from me. <gasps> the man comes to a stop feet away on the roof, and he says, Let it go, chappy. I won fair and square. Besides, if you wouldn't have cheated so many times, they might let you compete again. Enough people loved the phantasm, even though your name isn't very creative. The Axion springs onto a chimney-adjacent part of the structure and balances on it as he turns around and points a finger. I think phantasm is pretty good. You got emberled, you know? And he keeps jumping back and forth, dodging these blasts of energy. It's like ember and emerald. It's clever. And mine, the phantasm, it's like phantom and oh. And right as he stops and turns around, uh, one of the blasts does catch him in the face and sort of washes over him. And he shakes his head and he just lets out another giggle like. <laughs> the Axion cackles and does a backflip through the air to land on the street several feet away from you. He has not noticed you. Are you just, like, in the street right now? She is in the street holding a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, he does this fancy backflip and lands there, and his eyes are only on this regulator. So he has not noticed you at this point, and he is just kind of dancing back and forth, waving this bundle up at the guy on the roof, hmm. tossing the bundle in the air, catching it again, just hopping around. Is there anything metal around him? Athena can only do one thing at this age. Because that's all she's practiced. He's in the middle of the street, so there's probably some lamps nearby. Uh, maybe there's a spare, like, trash can. Maybe there's a bench. Is there, like, a manhole cover? Yeah, I mean, they ha there's the canal system, so they have, like, sewers. So, sure, there's a manhole cover. If he's jumping, like, around one and even touches the ground briefly, she might want to try and just sink him into it. Sink him into the manhole? Yeah. Like, make it so that... Okay. You know what I mean? I think so. I'll say this is a held action, and you're going to hold your action until he is, like, right above one of the manhole covers, right? Yep. She shoves the rest of her food in her mouth, takes off her backpack so she can focus. Okay. Go ahead and make me a, a shape metal roll. She starts with a D4 with her partial Ori heritage. So. I don't know how much better she'd be by now, but she has been doing the after-school stuff at the mine, so... So if she has been practicing and stuff like that, she might have a D6, but again, it's up to you. I just want to throw that out there as... I, I don't that know. logic tracks. That's not something that I had thought of, mm -hmm. so I will roll her d6 if she's put any effort into like learning how to control it better she probably has a d6 i feel like this is the one thing she's good at at school <laughs> the connectivity like with her link and whatnot because she's not good at math she doesn't really like to read okay Go. roll it <gasps> hot damn that's a 16 that is a success with several raises Okay, so you're waiting until he's on the manhole, and then you're just going to try to make the manhole dissolve and then reform when he's in it? Yep. Okay. I think you you do that 
pretty much perfectly. He's hopping back and forth. We get a shot of Athena. You know, describe what she looks like here in this moment. She scampers up on top of like a closed dumpster and tries to jump off of it and hit the ground with her feet really hard. You know what I mean? Like a powered smash? Yeah. Like a Hulk stump? It's a Hulk stump. <laughs> okay. So you're timing it to land at the same time She's as him. Trying. That's really cool. I like that a lot. You can have a many for that description. That was cool. Okay, so Athena, you clamber up to the dumpster. We get a shot of Athena's eyes flicking back and forth as she's watching this Axion jump around, timing it, and then you jump off and slam into the ground with not very much force, just as he's landing at the same time. We get a close-up on his beady black eyes. Yes, they are beady black eyes. Yes, I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) As he uh, slips through the manhole and has a panicked look in his face, looks around, but you catch him, right? Like, you stop him right there? Yeah. And she wants to stop him, like, mid-torso. So now there's uh, the torso of an Axion poking up out of the ground, holding onto this bundle as he is very panicked, looking around to see what exactly is going on. What? Did you learn how to do this shit? She's not saying anything, because she doesn't... She just woke up. Sure. She just had breakfast. I don't think there's a response from the man on the roof who is now also looking around wildly. Athena's worried she's in trouble. Athena might cheese it. Sure. As you're watching, the Karnak throws the bundle over one shoulder, takes one of his free hands, and you note that it has sort of an electric blue pad to each of his fingers that glows slightly, and then he touches his chest with it, and you watch as he begins to just rise up from the manhole, pushing himself up until he's back on solid ground. Removes the hand, turns to face you, Athena, with a look somewhere between surprise, indignation, and annoyance. Takes a step towards you and points one of those glowing blue fingers at you. This ain't your dance. Don't go trying to steal the show from me. This is between me and the Emerald as he's jerking his thumb up to point at where he believes the man to be. In a flash, the regulator literally flies off of the roof with these small controlled jets of sparkling green fire erupting from his hands and feet, flies down like a bullet, and kicks this Axion squarely across the face in a dizzying blow that spirals him and makes him stumble back and fall down. Athena wants to get out of here. Okay. She's a very stressed out kid, and she's always worried that she's in trouble for something, regardless of if that's true or not. That's fair. And she doesn't normally meddle in police work. Here she is meddling. Yeah, so Athena would like to run away. Her base instinct at, at all at, times. At this point, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and make me another run. One to run. Okay, and what direction are you running in? The way she came. Okay. All right, well, you begin to run. A commanding voice comes from behind you, and it just says, You wait! She doesn't want to wait. She's got big jitters in her legs, because she's now realizing she probably did something a lot more dangerous than she realized. I'm not going to make you roll a second run because at this point you can break line of sight and get back the way you came from. Nice. But you did not take your backpack, which you did say you left there. I did leave it there, I suppose. Yeah. So I guess I don't have my fucking homework. (laughs) Oh, darn. 
to hear about that. It's like those dreams I, Allie, have where I failed math again somehow despite being 26 years old. Oh, no. It's okay. The math can't hurt you anymore. But it can! Constantly. Okay, Athena, as you disappear back down the street from whence you came, we get a parting shot of the regulator standing there with his hand outstretched watching you run away. The man has strong, bold features with a prominent brow, green tattoo lines that run in a vertical pattern. He is completely clean-shaven, and he has shrewd, mischievous eyes as he peers after Athena. We see over the shoulder of this man the Axian groggily pushing himself to a sitting position. Oh, what, you outsourcing your work to a junior division now? An annoyed rolling of the eyes. He waits until you're out of sight and then turns back to the Axian beneath him, fastens his hands with some cuffs, and then we see his eyes fall on your forgotten backpack and maybe just get a close-up of his face as his eyes narrow and the very corner of his mouth tugs up in a smirk, and then we cut away. So I don't think it's like this, but what if it was like one of those goddamn L.L. Bean backpacks with like the initials on it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if it's Deirdre Athena Sedaris, it's D-A-S. Yeah. Das. Maybe Clint's parents got that for her. Okay. Because I don't think she would have deer draw on there otherwise that's fair so it's like a designer backpack it, pro- it probably is fancy probably a fancy nice backpack athena after a difficult day at school having forgotten your homework what what important homework did you forget in that backpack by the way she had her cheat sheet for her math test with the two equations that she could not remember on it is so it, that was rough is it an approved cheat sheet or is it a, I think a so. literal cheat sheet no i think they Sometimes in high school, they're like, you can fill up an index card, and then you write so fucking small. Sure. I think it's one of those. Gotcha. Okay. Oof. All right. For the sake of argument here, you want to roll me me a smarts. Oh, God. See how you do. I think she's just an average girl. I don't think she... Yeah. She she has a D6 smarts in present day, right? So, sure. She's not matured much in that aspect. (laughs) Skating by on her average intellect. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) To five. To five, okay. Uh, You managed to somehow, from the recesses of your mind, dredge up one of those two equations. Uh, So you you do a little bit better than maybe you expected to. That boosts your confidence. Maybe you didn't really need that school bag after all. Maybe not. School's not so hard. It did have her lunch money in it, though. Mm-hmm. So I think she's pretty hungry. She wants to get home. Is the Was the math test in the beginning of the day or the end of the day? Oh, it was at the beginning. She okay. has math first period. Okay. Well, then she then she can coast on her croissant. Otherwise, <laughs> it's going to penalize you for oh, being no. hungry. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day, or so they say. I don't eat breakfast, so I probably have lowered my smarts die oh, no. from a lifetime of not eating breakfast. It just doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't. Anyway. So, Athena, we picked back up with you after school. At this point, I think you've realized for sure that you have forgotten your backpack. What does Athena do as far as that is concerned? Like, realistically, the situation is you interfered with something. Athena knows that there was a regulator there that she fled the scene after being told not to. Yeah. You left your backpack there. What do you do? Athena's going to try and probably go back and try to find it. 
Okay. Maybe it got, she doesn't quite remember where she left it in the moment. So maybe it kind of got shuffled under that dumpster okay. where she was standing. She's just hoping because she might get an earful from her grandparents. She doesn't have that bag anymore. Sure. Again, it's not very far from the school, so you can hit that pretty easily on your way home. Your backpack is not there. No, no amount of searching mm. turns it up. It is not where you believe you left it. The manhole is still mangled. He's still a nice Axian-sized hole in the middle there. She looks at it. Can she try to fix it? Yeah, go ahead. Four. You can lean down and take some time to shape, sculpt that metal back together. I think she feels pretty good about that. Yeah, good job. I think she did one thing right today besides her excellent math test. Mm-hmm. Could you roll me a notice as well? Yeah. Two. Two, excellent. So it's a zero because I'm giving you a minus two. (laughs) (laughs) Just as you are finishing putting the metal back together, there's a voice behind you and says, that's not bad work. She turns around really slowly looking like, you know, that face that dogs get after they eat something they know they shouldn't have eaten and they're sitting across the room for you making a face like that. Sure. It's that face. Gotcha. You turn slowly around and you do notice that there is now a very slight shadow over you. We get an over-the-shoulder shot of Athena's scared-looking eyes as she turns around. It is indeed the man that you saw earlier standing there with an inscrutable expression holding your backpack. Hmm. I believe this belongs to you. Oh, you found it. That's great. He's holding it up, just letting it dangle a little bit. He doesn't offer it out. He's just holding it. She does try to grab for one of the straps, like not the top of it. Just He allows you to grab it, but he doesn't let go. <laughs> May I ask what you are doing earlier? Walking to school. That gets a small smile from him. Yes, I had figured as much, seeing as you forgot this. He gives it a little jostle, maybe tugs it back like uh, just a little bit from you to like put tension on your arm. She in panic doubles down on the strap. <laughs> Just like tugging against him now. Okay. There's just the barest crease in his eyes as they narrow just like a tiny, tiny bit. She feels like she just keeps digging herself deeper into this hole. Athena Athena never put down the shovel. (laughs) No. (laughs) And why were you, and he pauses and says, walking to school? I'm not trying to be rude, but I feel like that might be a trick question. Mm. Yes, it is called subtext. Because, you see, we are not talking about you walking to school, are we? Oh, I thought we were. Um, Ms. Deirdre, is it? Her nose rumples very much so, and she shakes her head. And that is what your backpack says. That is what your identification says. Here, your school badge, just inside here. He pulls it out, and it's just like a little plastic slip with on a, like a lanyard yeah it's on a lanyard what does athena's embarrassing childhood school picture oh, look geez. like for this year for this year val tried to put her in like a, a cute plaid shirt or something but she looks really uncomfortable in it mm. he turns it around and looks at it and says i don't think plaid is your color seems like maybe you think that as well i don't really think it's anybody's color well, i suppose it's a pattern She's just looking around for anybody who can help her. Puts it back in the backpack, and he says, What you did was very dangerous. I didn't think it was when I tried it, but um, that's kind of why I left. Why did you run? I was scared. Scared of what? 
I, I didn't I didn't know it was dangerous when I was doing it. I just wanted to help. He nods at that. So, what are you in for? What, what do you mean? He shakes the backpack. What are you going to school for? I'm trying to learn how to do mind stuff, because that's what my mom does. Mind stuff? Hmm. Do you like it? No. Hmm. Why are you doing it if you don't like it? People think I should. Ah, yes, people. I know how that goes. You guys are still standing there holding yep, the backpack. Absolutely. absolutely, she's not. She's not dropped that strap. He nods over to the the manhole cover. What else can you do? Just metal stuff. There's a lot you can do with that. Like what? Putting people into manholes for starters. I did seem to be okay at that today. You know, Deirdre, Mm. you said that's not your name, but it is here. What should I call you? You can just call me Athena, because I like that better. Very well. I don't think. It's Deirdre. It's just not. mm -mm. No, it's not a good name. Uh, Nope. You should be able to pick your name, just like the people who care about you. Help to make you who you are, but only you get to decide in the end. Do you know what I mean? I think so. Why have you not let go of the backpack, Athena? Um, I don't think she knows. <laughs> Looks at her hand, but she doesn't let it go even then. Um, I was looking for it and I found it. He's watching you and when you say that, he releases the backpack. Oh, good. Takes his hand off of it and you suddenly have all the weight. Cracks into the ground. Where do you live, Athena? Well, you're a stranger. That gets a smile out of him. That is a good practice to follow. But I'm one of the good guys. And he taps the regulator badge and then pulls it up and shows it. You know what this is, don't you? Yeah. What do you know about regulators, Athena? I'm a little embarrassed. Not a lot. I like watching you guys go out of the spire, though. Oh, yes, that is fun. We help people. We keep the city safe. We make sure that bad people like that, jams a thumb over towards the manhole cover, can't hurt anyone. And they get what's coming to them. Was he trying to hurt someone? Uh, He does sigh and now just looks exceptionally irritated. He says, Athena makes just a grimace, just a big old grimace. (laughs) Not exactly, but there are plenty who will. At the very least, they cause trouble. Mm. Troublemakers. No one likes a troublemaker, Athena. But we we help make sure that the troublemakers cause as little trouble as possible. Like Mr. Chappy Doznik, our conic friend from earlier. Oh, is that... He just kind of was walking right through the metal. Yes, he can do that. He can walk through everything, really. That sounds tough. It is very tough. He is extremely hard to catch and to take by surprise, no less. Hmm. But you managed to. She does a little come here finger, so like he leans down a little bit. Oh, I think that gets like the first bigger smile out of him as he leans down and puts his ear close to you. When you're so tiny, people don't really think you can do anything. They don't know what they're talking about, do they? I guess they don't. (laughs) 
Never judge someone by their size, Athena. Never judge someone by anything. Wait until you see what they do. So, um, what did, what did he take? Oh, it was a trophy. Something more of sentimental value than anything. What was it for? Shazad! Oh, looks at the sidewalk a little bit. Doesn't mean a lot to her. Do you like Shazad? I haven't gone to see it. Oh, I think you're missing out. Why is that? Because it's fantastic. Oh. It's fun. <laughs> I think if it was fun, I wouldn't know about it. I don't know. Costumes, fighting, drama. Are there really lasers? It gives you a very conspiratorial smile. There's more than lasers. She's very excited about mm. that. He shrugs in a casual way, looking off to one side and says, Well, that's all right. I thought you might have recognized me. Did you do it? That was my trophy. I was the emerald, you know, like emerald green, fire, emerald. It doesn't matter. Mm. It wasn't a great name, admittedly. She looks pretty dubiously up at him. Listen, I'm not, I'm not great with words. I stick to what I know, which is green and fire. I think sounds like he got it pretty well then. Pinches his lips a little bit, looking off to one side. That also did not go <laughs> the way he expected. See, Athena's used to Clint's, like, naming his sauces and whatnot. So That's she's, true. She's very used to good wordplay. That's true. It's clunky. It's like the equivalent of having peanut butter in your mouth, but for your brain. Rumbled. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, he has no way to know Clint's a wordsmith, oh, so... of course he doesn't. She's like, this kid's a little snooty. <laughs> snooty of my name. This little fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to help her. <laughs> but yes, Chappy, he likes to make trouble for me. Mm -mm. So I thank you for helping. Oh, you're welcome. Don't endanger yourself in the future. I this... don't even know why I did today. Well, it's like you said. You want to do help. That's what regulators do. I think you would be a fine regulator. Someday. Oh, that's pretty dangerous, though. It can be. But as long as you're smart, and you think ahead, and you plan, and you're careful, things will usually end up okay. Usually? He grimaces a little at that, but tries to hide it, because he's like, I didn't intend to take the conversation this way. And he says, any job can be dangerous, Athena. So can the mines. I don't like watching that hazard video that plays every day before we can go in. Safety first. It just makes me really anxious. I know. I makes me anxious too. Can I tell you a secret? Quirks his finger at you this oh, time. Oh, she, she moves forward. I trained to be a siphon once too. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Why didn't you do it? Or did you do it? I discovered it wasn't what I liked to do. And I wanted to help people. And I thought, if I was going to put myself in danger, I might as well do it for something I believed in. Hmm. There are other options. If you don't like the school you're in, think about it. She narrows her eyes a little bit. Not confrontationally, but just like, I don't think my grandpa's gonna like that. Oh, your grandpa. He doesn't like it when I call him grandpa. <laughs> What Don't are you, tell him I said that. What are you supposed to call him? Grandfather. Grandfather. Yes, it's so majestic, so regal. 
he straightens up and like puts his arm in front of him like he has a shoulder cape on, <laughs> which you know to be something that your grandfather does in fact wear. He does wear that. Can I tell you another secret? Yeah. And he leans down to whisper, I think Darius will care the most if you are happy. She bites her lip because she he knows first name basis apparently. <laughs> he straightens up and has like a very satisfied smirk like, oh, yeah. oh, you, you didn't know I knew that, did you? <laughs> she shakes her head and her little, her hair buns bobble back and forth mm. a little bit. He smiles and chuckles a little bit. He says, maybe it's time we got you home. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Come along. Do you know where I live too? Well, I could find out. I am a stranger after all. And you never gave me your name, so you're still a stranger. I didn't, you're right. That was very rude of me. Straightens up very properly and puts a hand out and he says, My name is Regulator Joel Shin. You can call me Joel. She nods overly properly. She's like, well, you can call me Athena. Thank you. I already did. I know. <laughs> she shakes his hand. <laughs> and he gives you a smile and says, uh, we can either go back to the spire, and I can pull up records to find mm -hmm. out where you live. No, thank you. Or we can just... Let's just go. That sounds better. <laughs> they take the highway, probably. She has a lot of adrenaline from this conversation. Sure. <laughs> She's been made so many different times today. <laughs> Maybe just a quick montage of you guys taking the highway back through the city. He'll probably just ask you light questions. You know, the, the interrogation is done. Just tries to weasel a little bit more information <laughs> about who you are, what you like to do, stuff like that. As they're getting off of the highway, she looks up at him and asks, Do you think I could help people? You helped me today. Don't do it again. Okay. But, yes, I think you could, Athena. Don't let me tell you what to do. It's like I said earlier. The people you love, the people who love you, who are around you, want they want what's best for you because of how they think and feel. They might not know what's best for you. Only you can know that. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> That's okay. I know I'm never going to help out at the restaurant. Oh, the restaurant. I'm just not very good. Everyone can't be good at everything, can they? She nods at that like, yeah, makes sense to me. That wouldn't be fair. Well, it's like different people have different ideas of what is fun. Some people like to play ball. Some people like to... Play cards. Some like to play jump rope. Is that a thing? Do people still play jump rope? I, I think that's where they push the hoop in the street, right? That sounds right. <laughs> she She's laughing, though, because that was <laughs> definitely a goof, but... <laughs> he just goes along with it at first, but... Like, yeah, kids kids push hoops in streets. <laughs> he laughs, and uh, now that he sees you're fucking with him, he's <laughs> more lighthearted about it. He says, yes, yes, laugh it up. <laughs> oh, but... It's like that, you know, um, someone might think that being a siphon is the best career path, for whatever reason, but, like myself, I thought it was the way to go, and then I got there and realized it wasn't what I wanted to do, and even though everyone around me said I was making a mistake, I followed my heart, and I did what I thought was right. I took a chance, sort of like you did today. Sometimes, Athena... Even when someone says we shouldn't do something, we feel like we have to do it anyway. And sometimes it is a mistake. But sometimes it pays off. Oh, 
how do you know? That's That sounds tough. It can be. And sometimes you don't. You can only make the best choice you can with what you know and what you feel. She's squinting like a, a proto Athena squint. She's trying to look a little dubious. Why did you take my backpack? You could have just left it there. Because you helped. Because you took a chance. You made a choice and you got involved. And then you made another choice and you ran. Was that a bad choice? In the future, generally, yes. If a regulator tells you to not run, you shouldn't run. You should listen to regulators. But what if I feel like I should run? He purses his lips, being like, ah, she got me. (laughs) (laughs) Then maybe you should. I probably won't run, but... It's good. It's after school and you're heading back with Joel. And at this time, you're always due to meet your parents at Escarglow. You don't live by Escarglow, but that's where you spend a lot of your time. Your mother's shift in the mines ends early afternoon because she's usually just there to make sure that she can be one of the lead siphons to drain the main crystal. And then she usually comes back to help your father prepare for dinner time, which is you know the busiest time. It's hustle and bustle all the time, Escarglow. So this is usually prep period. You guys get off and it's still a bit of a walk, but as you get closer, can you describe what Escarglow looks like? It has a big window in the front that looks in, and it, I think it's hard to see inside just because it, like the lights are low because people aren't there yet. But there's like a viney plant that's Clint's just trying to get started going up the wall, but it's just not fucking working. Oh. <laughs> Maybe there's some snails in it that he thought would help it grow, but I think they're just eating it. There's a metal fence that's fencing in a little outdoor seating area. I think it still has that wooden door. Not the one that Athena made, because she did not make a new door yet, because it has not been destroyed by a drunk Karnak yet. Gotcha. Now, I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Is the Mobius strip across the street? Yeah, I think it is. You guys grew up with Dick Richter, as you established. So I think they do live in this area, and I think the Mobius strip is at this point in time, not doing as well as Escarglow. So I think it's across there. It's not as glitzy as it is in modern day. It's still got the sign up, but it's probably a more basic sign. Not quite as vibrant as Clint's. It's still got the bay windows in the front. You can see some people in there. Dick Richter, the Nakir son of your father's business nemesis, Mobius Richter, is walking around with a trash bag and he has scarlet red skin. Sorry. Ketchup red skin, (laughs) mustard yellow eye. I don't know. I think it's flavorful. Ketchup and mustard flavor. And mayonnaise. Yeah. And mayonnaise hair. God. uh, Yeah. With his ketchup red skin, mustard yellow eyes, and mayonnaise white hair. See, sometimes design is a process, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He comes around from the back just as you guys are walking by, holding a big old trash bag, and he sees you, and his eyes narrow for just a second but then he sees that you're with a regulator and he quickly turns away stuffs the trash and like she looks at him so smugly fast runs like fast walks like a toy soldier (laughs) just walking back really fast i think as he rounded the corner she stuck her tongue out at him very briefly just a real quick one joel looking straight ahead says oh is that a friend of yours not anymore oh what happened He was really mean to my other friend. What did he do? He keeps calling her a bumpkin. Why would he do that? 
Ah. Is she from the cold? Uh, her family is, yeah. Hmm. But that's the thing, like, she's not. She's so smart, and, like, I, I just don't want anybody to make her feel bad. Of course not. It makes you a good friend. Dick. He's the worst. There are more people like Dick out there. People that need to be stood up to. That's sort of what regulators do. Did you win your fight? She's about to say yes and lie, and then her head drops to the one side. Did you think you could win when you fought him? I didn't really think about it. Is that bad? In this case, no, I think. The important thing was making your point. Standing up for what was right and what you believed in to defend your friend. Even though it's hard, even though sometimes you might lose, they'll remember. I'm sure Dick hasn't forgotten. Glance back over and he's peering out from behind the corner of the back. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes doing the right thing means he pauses and like cuts off the thought there. Sometimes doing the right thing means breaking the rules, Athena. Like helping when it's dangerous, or running away when you shouldn't. Don't mind me, I'm just just an old man talking to himself. He's not an old man, by the way. He's like <laughs> he's like early to mid-30s at this point. He's not wearing glasses. As a person who's only 26, I get it. Yeah, I'm 31 now. There was a time, you know, in the when you're like a teenager and probably even into your 20s when you're like, man, people over 30, those are those are the real adults, right? (laughs) (laughs) Me sitting here in my sweatpants with a shirt (laughs) that says turkey leg. (laughs) God. So before you're within sight of the windows of Escar Glow, Joel stops and he says, wait here a minute, Athena. Uh, We're almost there. I know. What would your parents say? If I told them what happened today. Uh, her chin sucks back up, like, into her neck a little bit. Hmm. I don't think they would love it. I mean, the last time I got into a fight, I was just punching Dick in his stupid face. And what did they do? Oh, they didn't like that. I know. What did they do? Uh, I, I got grounded for a very long time. I see. And he rubs at his face as he's thinking... But maybe if this is a good thing. I think it is. They just need to think that too. She's looking a little more worried than she was. Maybe on the train. He looks down and gives you a wink and he says, let's go. She offers a a quick worried nod. So as it's prep time, the restaurant is not actually open yet. Push the door open and the, the bell jingles, indicating that somebody has entered. And I think we see both of your parents, Clint and Val, in the prep area far on the opposite side of the restaurant, probably chopping some vegetables. And they both look up as you enter. Clint is Val, with his cat-slitted eyes. He's got darker hair. I don't think there's too much salt with his pepper at this point. Probably not yet. I feel like Asina's absence probably gave him a lot more salt. Probably. But he's still got a dark, fuzzy mustache and some stubble an easygoing expression uh, and a big smile as he sees you walk in. And uh, next to him, your mother Val. Dark red, maroon hair and eyes with some gold-banded tattoos running across her forehead. Her expression is bright and she looks up happily. She's very vibrant. Athena's still standing in the door and she's smiling way too big like she knows it's gonna be a tough convo. 
Both your parents look very happy to see you. It's your mother who speaks up first, and she says, Athena, you're home. And then they see Joel pushing in behind you. She's just smiling so big, hoping it'll offset everything else. Clint says, Oh, uh, I'm I'm terribly sorry, sir, but we're not we're not currently open for dinner yet. It's gonna be just just a little bit longer. Joel smiles back. Oh, I'm not here for the food, not right now, at least. Val, being the keener, quicker of the two, <laughs> is the one who notices that he is in fact a regulator. What kind of abilities does Val have? Like, what do you think Val can do? I was thinking about that a while back. And I thought maybe hers are, like, heat-based, but not fire-based. Like, heat waves and stuff. I so like that's that. Like, that's really good. I like she that. She help with cooking and stuff. I like that a lot. You're standing there with your too large smile as he walks in behind she, you. I think she's also, like, grabbing the straps <laughs> of her backpack, like, up really high. And Val puts down what she's holding with a bit of a clack. And you notice the temperature go up by a degree or two. I think Athena has a very keen awareness of yep. temperature then. I think she does. Um, I think she just whispers, oh, no. One of the pots that is currently on the stove, the lid begins to rattle a little bit more. And there's a little bit more steam as she takes deliberate, intent-filled steps around the counter. And she says, Athena Deirdre Sedaris. What? Have you gotten yourself into this time? Oh, she offers nothing else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Basically, Joel takes a step forward and puts a hand up, sort of waves a little bit. He says, "No, no, it's it's nothing like that, ma'am. Please, may we speak?" Her hair is sort of billowing out just a little bit too. It's getting a little frizzier as all this is happening, and she has wavy hair. You know, you got your hair from your mother. Certainly. Oh, for sure. Color from your dad. Hair from your mom. And she reins it back in a little bit, but is she's on high alert now. Okay. And Clint is still sort of blinking around like, uh, what what's what's going on? Still cutting vegetables. <laughs> Clint is a treasure. He continues cutting vegetables, and I think Val just motions to one of the tables nearby, pulls out a chair herself, and sits down into it heavily, pushes another one out with her foot and points at it lo- while looking at you. Yep, Athena gets in the chair. Yep. And she's, Val is still just, like, squinting at you. She's very, very determinedly only taking the tiniest glances over at her mom. Is she sitting at the table and she's just kind of, like, drumming on it <laughs> with her hands <laughs> a little bit? Joel has a very amicable smile and he looks at Val, realizing that Clint is sort of peripherally involved in this. My name is Regulator Joel Shin, but you may call me Joel. She doesn't speak, but still just sort of looks at him with slightly narrowed eyes. Uh-huh. And I think Joel expects her to say something. And but when she, she does doesn't, not. he just sort of sits there in awkward silence for a minute <laughs> before he says, uh, yes, um, well, you have raised a very talented daughter. Athena nods at this. Mm-hmm. And Val's skeptical eyes narrow considerably <laughs> further. No. She was instrumental earlier today in... um preventing a burglar from absconding with something of value. Athena just goes... (laughs) (laughs) With each of these words, Val is billowing up a little bit more, turns to you, and is just glaring. 
Joel sort of cuts back in very quickly and he says, she was never in danger. She never did anything dangerous herself, but she jumped in at an, an opportune time to foil his retreat in, a, in spectacular fashion, I can assure you. Athena is looking for anything in her mom's eyes that is not grounding. Her hair is deepening a shade of maroon as uh, Clint is like, oh, that's... Uh, and he looks to Val to sort of gauge if that's good or not and then sees that... I think Athena turns her head around over her shoulder and gives him like a thumbs up. And uh, at this point, the the pot, the, the lid is rattling audibly. Clint looks over and puts another lid on top of it to stop it from rattling. Wonderful. Val fumes a little bit and she says, So let me get this straight. My daughter, a child, inserted herself into regulator business at the expense of her personal safety, and you find this to be a good thing, Mr. Shin, was it? Athena's probably making a face very similar to the face I'm making right now, just biting on her lips so hard. Joel's expression flickers very briefly, and then it returns to something more neutral, like when he first approached you. You, having seen this before, probably realize that he's now trying to mask what his actual emotions are. He takes a minute to pause before he responds, and he says, I think it is important to recognize those who go above and beyond or have the capability to be exceptional individuals because we are in desperate need of those around here. Val pushes herself up very slowly, fingers steepled against the table as she slowly stands, and she says in a very measured, calm voice, Athena, please go into the back room for a moment. This is an adult conversation. Uh, Yeah, I can do that. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. She leaves her backpack and she flees. (laughs) Like we have seen already today, she is adept at. To the back storeroom, I suppose. I I think that, or wherever, where where would they send you if they didn't want you to be Uh, within? Probably the kitchen. Like right behind there? Yeah, like through the doors. Sure. But I think she is right, like right inside the door and she keeps poking her eyes above the peephole. Make me two rolls. One of them is going to be a stealth Okay. at minus two, and the other is going to be a notice, at, also at a minus two. Okay. These are both going to be minus two. I think her stealth is a d4. Yeah, I think that tracks. Is it higher as a person? Uh, it is. I think she has a d8 stealth. As a person? Yeah, as, as, a an, person. <laughs> as an adult? Uh, that's an 11 for stealth. Okay, so minus two, it's nine. Yes. And okay. then a notice... I'm gonna Benny that. Go for it. Gonna Benny it again. I really want to hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. Ooh, keeps fucking Bennies. This is your last Benny. No, I have one more. Oh, fuck, they're both fives. Oh, that's bad luck. You want to spend your last Benny? Yes. Yes. Fuck, four bennies spent, mm. none of them. So, Athena, you put extra effort in not being seen doing this, so you're you're very careful with how you poke your head up and get around there to try to get a good vantage point. Nice. Um, but all the shifting around means you don't get to see very much of it because of how careful you're being, and it's a lot harder to hear what's happening through the door because you're not 
sitting there listening or anything like that. So gotcha. y- you don't get a lot of the specifics. I think what you can tell by default is it's mostly your mother talking. She is speaking in a hushed whisper, but there is certainly a lot of gusto in her voice. And then there's some exchanges with Joel. It doesn't last more than 30 seconds. It's a very quick conversation. Given your failed notice roll, maybe one of these times when you push yourself up onto tiptoes to see through the little porthole. I assume it's like a porthole door. That's kind of how I imagine. You see Joel put a hand on his chest and you can just barely hear the word proctor. And he gesticulates with his hands as he's talking. He seems like he's certainly trying to placate your mother in some way. He reaches inside, he hands something to her. You can't see what it is. Huh. Small, maybe a piece of paper, maybe a card. How's her body language? He holds it out and she doesn't move for a moment, so he just puts it on the table. She sits there, not moving for a moment before tiredly reaching out and taking it and stuffing it inside her pocket. Well, Athena's going to try and filch that later. (laughs) As he puts this small piece of paper onto the table, you can hear the word academy. The last thing you hear is the sliding of chairs. And when you peek out, you can see that Joel and your mother are standing. And Joel says at a normal volume, I appreciate your time and for speaking with me. Please consider it. Good day. And he almost does like a little bow, like a forward incline of his upper torso Mm -hmm. and a nod to Clint. And I think at this point... Athena's whole face is in the porthole of the door. Yeah, I think he looks up to you. And as he looks over to you, your mother turns around and Mm. she is just like banshee fury as she sees you. But behind her, you can see Joel give you a very obvious wink. And then he slowly makes his way to the door and walks out. Oh man, Athena's in trouble. The last shot we get right here is your mother slowly walking towards the door and maybe the window begins to fog up with the steam. Do we hear Clint just being like, hey, hey, that's good. I like that. And he's just like, foul, foul, foul. As she gets closer and closer and the window gets foggier and then she's like right up there and she just wipes the steam away and it's your mom just looking at you. (laughs) The scene fades and Athena you find yourself floating in the cold water. There are more lights above you now than it seemed there were before. And against the backdrop of these wavering lights, there is a blurry form moving closer to you. She doesn't know if they're friend or foe, but there's not much she can do regardless. There's a garbled sound that almost sounds like your name. Huh. And some bubbles escape from the form, drifting up. And then it gets close to you, and you feel clawed-tipped fingers wrap around your bicep and begin to haul you upwards. It's slow this time, moving in reverse. You feel the drag of the water pushing against you, trying to pull you back down as you slowly but surely are pulled, like a slowly dragged fishing line, back to the surface drifting in and out of consciousness. Are there still screams in the water? They feel more distant now, but yes. Almost like a phantom chorus screaming at you from all sides. Distant. Finally, you feel the warmer air of the cavern against your face as you break the surface, 
and you're now being pulled horizontally. The water's still choppy and lapping about, splashing against your face, but you are able to take your first breath. And the dragging continues until you eventually feel solid ground, not beneath your feet because you are being dragged, and the rocks and sand of the island crunching beneath you. I bet it sounds like it's scraping because she has the metal plates and stuff on her armor. And the soft scales of Tuka's hand as she tries to shake you awake. And as your eyes blink open, you can see her peering down at you with worried, wide eyes, her head tendrils sopping wet as they begin to bristle and fan outwards again. And she is heaving deep panic breaths as she looks from you to presumably the oncoming rush of boats. And you can now hear, still garbled, not as distant as they were before, shouts, cries, flashing lights in the night, general bedlam. As Athena's coughing up water as she's being dragged out, she just sees Tuca and just says, My hero. Well, she smiles at that and says something with a cocky smirk that you can't quite make out. But in your current state, you've sustained heavy, heavy wounds, and this is just a brief flicker of consciousness in that moment you know that you can't remain conscious i will give you one opportunity to say something to tuka before you pass out again what would you like to say oh god get isaac out of here get him gone tuka looks at you her eyes narrow a little bit and you see her look over her shoulder in the direction that maybe Isaac is and then she turns back to you and her mouth opens and she's speaking but the words are garbled nonsense as you fade back into unconsciousness. Everything hurts so much. And in the distance you can see flashing lights, maybe several bright beacons, spotlights from boats drawing nearer, hovering quarry cycles that are drifting through the darkness closer and closer and then everything is black. You see the people getting there, you see Zadal and Roja talking to the people there. Uh, you fade out again, you look up and underneath cavern, like you just look up and you see darkness with maybe what you think are stars. Mm. So there'll just be a moment. Probably would think they're stars. Mm -hmm. She hasn't been back in the city that long. Exactly. Still lying flat on your back, but it's much more brightly lit. You're in a corridor. There's a bunch of people around you. You feel like you're in motion, like you're being pushed, mm. but you're lying down. The color palette is maybe the spire. You're unconscious again for a, a period of time, and you can hear a lot of familiar voices still speaking in the background, coming through as sort of gobbledygook, garbled nonsense that you can't make out. Probably hear Roja, probably make out Silas at one point, Pavi. Maybe a couple that you don't recognize right away. Hmm. Athena, you blink your eyes awake and you're in a hospital room. It looks familiar. It's the style in the spire. You've probably been in these beds before, but most recently you were here visiting Pavi. And there's some machinery scattered about. You note that you're hooked up to a scanner that is taking measurements on an electronic screen just off to one side and you hear a voice on your right side. You are a sight for sore eyes. She would like to turn to see whose voice that is. There's a man with rich umber skin seated in the chair next to you. He has a bald head, bald by choice, reading glasses perched on his nose, 
He has strong, wide features, kind eyes, green, matching emerald green tattoos that circle the dome of his head, lace over his eyebrows, and then goes straight down the front of his face, down his neck. And you're staring into the face of your once mentor, now dead, Joel Shin. Joel? That's right. But where am I? You are in this spire. Oh, what what happened to me? I don't... It looks like you sustained some heavy damage. I don't remember doing what. I couldn't tell you. But you look as though you've been through the ringer. Like a nasty battle at the Shard. Maybe that was it. No, I don't think so. How do you feel? How does she feel? Physically? Physically, right now? Perfectly fine. You know, I don't feel bad. I meant... And he taps his head, this one temple, and gives you a smile. She shakes her head with pursed lips. I don't think I'm doing too good, Joel. That's what I thought. I mean, you are speaking with me. Yeah, I was worried about that. Did I die? Am I dead? Is... I don't think so. Oh. To be quite a feat if you were. She bites her lip. I don't really know what I'm doing. Who does? Life is about making mistakes, picking yourself up, moving on, making something else. Learn from your mistakes. That is how you know you grow. I think I've been making a lot of mistakes, so maybe I'll have a good chance to do that. And he shifts in his chair, and you notice that he's dressed in his regal official garb from the night you last saw him. Crimson red robes laced with gold, a side cape draped over one shoulder, and he has his proctor badge pinned to one side, glowing that same yellow glow. Stand up for what you believe in. You are always good at that. I think I forgot. I forgot a lot of, I don't know, moral tenets. Over the past couple of years I've been gone. Hmm. I think it was out of necessity, though, but I want to do good, and I want to help people, and I'm, I just don't know where to start. Mm. I mean, I guess I do. I have a couple leads. It might have helped some people, but I don't know. It's hard without you here. He smiles again at that. Lean on your friends, Athena. You don't need me. I was glad to help you when you needed guidance, but you know who you are. Don't let anyone tell you differently. I know I don't need you, but I still want your advice. Company. I miss you. And I miss you. Nothing lasts forever. Is it one of those things where you'd get tired of it if it did? No, I don't think so. I think anyone who says... That you will get tired of the things you love is trying to make themselves feel better about it. But the truth is, you can't have the good moments without the bad. And if you had nothing to compare it to, it wouldn't mean as much. Live in the now. Enjoy what you have. He pushes himself to his feet. She tries to reach out for his hand. He takes it. And just squeezes it. And it's, it's like, I'm gonna do my best. I know you will. And he squeezes it and it's firm and warm. I think that's really nice. He takes a step or two away, and then he pauses. I am gone, Athena. I know. 
not really, though? No. Not really. She's got a couple of dream tears welling up. I don't think she's had a dream like this before. Mm-hmm. She's really happy to see him, but can't fully process it. He looks like he's about to open the door and leave when he pauses to turn back to you. And he says, Do you remember what I said back then about how the people who love you do things because they think it is what is right for you? You know, that one stuck with me pretty well. Good. Don't forget it. She shakes her head. I won't. He smiles at you. Sometimes a puzzle cannot be completed because we are missing pieces. You have many pieces, Athena. You just don't know what they are yet. Maybe I've been trying to put them in the wrong spot. (laughs) Maybe. I was never very good at puzzles. I'm trying, though. Keep trying. I'm not going to stop until someone stops me, so... They will not stop either. Who's they? I don't know. I'm dead. And I think with that, he just gives you a very a very gentle smile. And then he turns the handle on the door and walks out, closes the door. And as it closes the scene, it immediately clicks away. And then it's darkness again. You start to hear more voices around you. And this time they go from being foggier to more distinct. You hear Roja's voice far away, but more distinct. No, she has not awakened yet. I will let you know as soon as she does. Stop pestering me about it. And then more more of like an angry shutting of a door, but not like too hard. More mm-hmm. just like a like a two-inch shut. Athena tries to sit up because the noise of the door shutting might trigger a PTSD waking up kind of fear response. You know what I mean? You try to sit up. Your body is now extremely achy. It does not feel as pleasant as it did in the midst of your fever dream. She jerks up and she makes it up, but then she immediately falls back. You hear the squeak of sneakers and someone getting closer. Good morning, Athena. It's morning. I think so. So I was... I'm a little confused. Oh, I, I've been in here for quite some time. I just forgot oh. what time it is. Okay. Don't worry. Oh, man, Roja, I feel real bad. What? Yes, you've been out for about two days. Oh. Uh, your your injuries will be fine. Don't worry about that. I've taken care of it. I... I wanted... And she's standing next to you now, so... Roja's in her normal lab coat. She's got her green and steel gray hair bound in her braid as it always is she's got glasses rich sepia skin sort of an an imperious posture and facial expression most of the time under her lab coat she's wearing athletic shorts and a a sport tank top with sneakers and of course her two extra sets of yara legs are these long vine-like tendrils that snake out of the mid of her back you have been stable it was uh clear that and she pauses to kind of mull over her words your will to live was greater than your wounds oh good it is good so it was really bad huh it could have been much much worse but yes it was bad um that man exploded I believe I was coming from inside the lighthouse it all happened 
It all happened so fast. And I think she she's looks... trying to remember, but I don't know if she physically, like, I think her brain just portioned that off. Yeah, and Roja has a, a look of concern, not like looking at you, but is also sort of looking off to the side. I took care of your wounds almost immediately, but I have been keeping you sedated for some time. Why? There have been many questions in the past two days. I think she just grimaces. Again, it could be far worse. Her eyes get really wide and she grabs Roja's bicep. Where's Isaac? Her eyes widen just a bit, sort of with the speed at which you grab her because she wasn't ready. Uh, she doesn't flinch away. Ah, to that effect, I have a note for you. And she reaches into a side table and produces a small envelope and holds it out to you. And she says, Tuka is uh, not missing, but absent. She left a note with Pavi, and oh. Pavi brought it here for you. Okay, um, I would I would like to read this real quick if you just give me a second. Of course. And she hands it to you and sits patiently, folds her hands in her lap. She's sitting off to your bedside in a chair and patiently stares off into the distance as you read. And this is presumably written by Tuka, so I'm just going to read it in her voice for you. Oh, oh that's delightful. <laughs> Athena, I don't know what's going on. I know you got secrets to keep or something, but I got questions that need answering. Your red pal will be just fine for now. Ain't no rush. He in good hands. Out of character question for you. What color flowers are growing on your balcony at home? Like if you have flowers and stuff there, what colors are currently there? I bet they're mostly like that pink and white, like a tropical kind of flower, because it's the climate down there, so it'd be easiest to grow. So she says, when you're ready to talk, leave a yellow flower out on your balcony. I'll check for it. I hope you are who you seem to be. And if you are, I hope you're doing all right. I bet you are. You're tough. You're the conduit. But now I'm wondering, what are you a conduit for? And then it just has a little thing that says T at the bottom. That last sentence. Oof. Yeah, I got, uh, Roja, I think I have some explaining to do. It, I mean, like usual though, right? What does it say? I, I promised her answers and she would like to come and collect them. But maybe once I'm home. And she hopes I'm a good person, it looks like. Which, you know, these are fair things. Um, what does she mean, my red friend? May I see the message? Yeah. And hand it over and her eyes skim it. She reads it really fast, like her eyes just skim over it. Lickety split, purses her lips a little bit and says, Well, if I had to guess, I would say it is Isaac. Because she is the one who took him. And we have not seen her, and we have not seen him. And he was caught in the blast. Not... Not as badly as you. I don't think he was harmed in the same way. Good. But he didn't escape unscathed. I don't really... I don't know if I can go and see him. She nods. I don't think she responds to that specifically. Ooh, boy. You know, in the moment, it was really easy to kill... To kill Troy. I could... I, I could... 
I could distance myself from that, but um, that that's his brother. That was his brother. Oh, do you have any sage advice for me? Or just yell at me a little bit. That might be on brand and nice, honestly. You get a humored smile from her. Like, it's it's a warm smile, and I don't think you've seen too many from of those from her. I don't think so. so uh, Maybe she... when she handed her a mimosa that one time, but that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, I think she uh I think she smiled. It's warm but it's sad. And she reaches out and sort of pats your bicep. There is not always sage advice that will make something better. But I think you did the right thing, Athena. This whole situation is outlandish in so many ways. Yeah. And I had many concerns about you and still do, if I'm being honest. I don't blame you. No, but I think your heart is in the right place. And um, you had a choice. You could have helped them. You could have let him go. You could have let them go together. But you didn't. Why? I couldn't let him hurt Isaac. He was talking about putting that red in him. And no. You care about your friends. You care about others. That is why I believe in you. That is why I believe you now. Really? <laughs> Somewhat. As I said, I, I have only known you a short time. But I knew getting you that plant was an A+. Plus. <laughs> again, it was very thoughtful, but... Was it, it a garbage plant? It was well-meaning, and I appreciate that. I, don't, I didn't even know what kind it was. That is all right. Athena, misguided though you are, I do believe that you have good intentions... I believe that you have a good heart, and I know that you have suffered more than most in this situation. I do not envy your position, nor the choices that lay before you. I feel like there's a but coming. Uh, no, not specifically. Oh. She looks over a little surprised that there wasn't a but. I, I apologize. But you still make bad choices much of the time. She wags her finger at her and then puts it back down because, gosh, that's a lot of effort. It is no wonder you and Pavi got into so much trouble. Even with Joel, we still got up to all that. There is a certain amount of reckless abandon and drive that I think is necessary for exceptional individuals. But there is a time and a place. Except <laughs> now, it seems like maybe the times and the places are not as apparent as they once were. So, I feel that I am the one out of my element here. Oh, I don't know. You did a great job. I'm glad I could help, in whatever small way. I just want everyone to be safe, be able to live, be happy. I think that's as much as anyone can hope for. That's why I'm trying to do all this, right? I suppose. Only you can know. Mm hmm we don't have much time here. The Oculus will want to speak with you. Likely others as well. Yep. I have kept him at bay for some time. I think it is not a hard sell for him to believe that your excessive fatigue is linked somehow to everything you've experienced in the past several days. Even now, modern medicine, Cori energy, psychology, what I can do, there are limits. But he doesn't need to know them. <laughs> And she gives you a, a smile and a small wink, maybe. So, if you have any questions, please ask them now, and I will try to answer. 
Okay, I've been out for two days. She blinks her eyes real hard. And About, yes. Who, who's been coming to get information out of me while I've been unconscious? Ah, uh, well, there are many chomping at the bit, so to speak, that would love to speak with you because information has been released in a trickle as little as possible mm-hmm. on the island after you passed out and Tuka took Isaac on the boat and left off the rear where they wouldn't see the regulators arrived on scene lots of questions lots of investigation the last two days have been little aside from posturing questions investigation of the area the surrounding caverns they found the tunnel leading to the surface good 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 well you say that now oh maybe not good huh Athena I do not know much more than you there is an investigation. I know Silas, as the Oculus, is at the head of that investigation for now. But you know that Inquisitors can look into the minds of others. They can, if they are extremely powerful, they can look into the history of an object, maybe even a location. So everything we do is in some ways nullified by their ability to see that. But I suspect that Silas has a way to conceal that. I don't know. I'm not a psionic. And he's cagey with his methods, as I'm sure you've come to notice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So... I think some of it is, you know, there's merit to it. I don't disagree. However... We find ourselves, again, in a precarious situation where our well-being is tied to a man whose motives we don't fully understand, whose agenda is suspect. Silas is a man with a mission. And I don't know exactly what it is, but he is fervent tireless in pursuing that. I mean, I think he mostly just doesn't want to die. Yes, and fear can push us to do despicable things. That's why we gotta help him. Help figure out why uh, someone's trying to kill him. Perhaps. But I tell you this because Silas wishes to speak with you. But there are other Inquisitors who have tried to weasel their way in. The press would love nothing more than to get any additional information, although they do not know that you are involved yet. At least I don't believe they do. I think you'd know when they start bothering my parents if they can't find me. Possibly. But you must understand that the amount of information that is being withheld from the public at this time is substantial. It is not common practice for that to be the case. That alone puts many on edge. Sure does. There are many questions. So now it is a matter of... There is speculation as to which high-profile individuals have not been seen in public. Mm. I am, of course, projecting my own fears onto that, but it is something to keep in mind. So you, I think, will be safe from any sort of... And she reaches forward and taps on your metal circlet. Mental probe. But the rest of us... Hard to say for now. I think Silas will keep a lid on that for as long as he can. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. This really am. (laughs) Oh, fuck me, Roja. This is going to be terrible. Oh, God. I can't talk to the press. I don't think the press should be your main concern at the moment. Technically, everything we have done has been sanctioned. Silas has agreed to all of it. Yeah. It is more a matter of... How deeply will they dig when they start with the shovel? If there truly is conspiracy, the point of our secretive 
efforts has been to not tip anyone else off. Who is going to know after this? I think it would have been a lot easier to keep a secret if a big ol' orange lance hadn't come out of the sky. Well, not the sky, you know what I mean. I think she smiles at that and says, Yes, your vocabulary has slipped a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I have never seen such a spectacle. Pavi said she thought they were responding to the speaker. Really? It was a guess. You know Pavi, she gets excited. I mean, she does, but her intuition's very good. New frontiers, new horizons, etc., etc. And she waves an airy hand and sniffs and slumps back a little bit more in the seat, crosses a leg, crosses her arms, and just sort of lounges as you're talking. Athena wants to do a self-inspection real quick and just see what's going on with her body that she has not wanted to look at yet out of trepidation of what she might find because she already got blown up once and Um, that was really bad. Sure. Uh, Everything's achy still, but glancing down at yourself, you're in like a quasi-hospital gown. You've got bandages here and there, but you mostly look intact. There's no, like, horrendous... Let me ask you this. Do you want Athena to have picked up any additional scars from this? I feel like Roge is too good. The thing that looks the worst is your leg, which, um, it's it's not in a cast. It's bound in bandages, but there are a lot of bandages. So, um, my leg, can I walk on that? Am I going to be on crutches? Um, I don't, obviously, I don't mind as an alternative to being blown up. She smiles and pats your arm and says, No, you're very fortunate this time. Uh, The damage was mostly superficial. It likely would have debilitated you if it would have been just a tad more severe. But Mm -hmm. it's going to heal fully. You will have full range of motion. You might be stiff for a couple of days, so maybe take it easy until you get back on your feet and move around. That sounds really what moving around no taking it easy yes taking it easy i'm sure we'll get you back into life-threatening scenarios before long i'm sure it won't even take that long (laughs) Thena rubs some sleep gunk out of her eyes because i assume after two days there is quite a bit she also wants to feel to see what length her hair is it would have had to have been short because she had her mask on her like her helmet yeah, then I think it's what it, like you were so armored it's still before. Short. It hasn't it hasn't changed substantially. So she's got uh, some some short length hair, and she is very worried that people saw her with it. Gotcha. Because she's gonna come out of here with it long again. Is there a specific reason she's concerned about that? Because she doesn't want people to know that she can disguise herself that kind of way. Right. Okay. Gotcha. As a subterfuge tool. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, your your hair is the same length it was when you were in the armor, so it's still shorter than that hasn't changed at all. As Athena realizes that her hair is far too short and she does not want to be seen outside with it, she would very much so like to grow it back out, if that's cool. I'm not going to make you roll for that because I think Athena's done it enough times that it's fine and I could ask you to roll a skill die or spend a PowerPoint. It and... used to be her main entangle trapping before she got wizard. I think she can expend a little bit of her power to do so, and you're in a resting state right now, so it's not anything taxing. Wonderful. It grows in, like, really, really fast. She's just a tangled hair mess as soon as Roja looks back or, like, fucking opens her eyes from pinching her nose. She opens it, and she starts, and she says, Look at you! You grow like a vine! And I know! You would. Like a weed, maybe. 
I told you I can grow it fast that first day? I didn't doubt you. It's just a little disconcerting to watch it. Sorry. No, it's fine. It says, I can produce chemicals from my body that I... I have to spit into tubes. I I think we're even. I mean, you spit them into my neck sometimes, too. Well, it's more of like an injector. Hmm. But don't be crude, Athena. I'd never dream of it. Uh. She starts attempting to gather it all into a ponytail from her bracer. She just shears some off again. Here, let me help. Oh, thanks. She helps you gather your hair and put it into a braid. Ooh, a braid today. Oh, I mean, well, whatever the fuck. Oh, she could, she could fuck with the braid. She never done that before because she just can't braid. It's nice. Mm-hmm. She does want to feel the scars on her back to see if they're still there, just kind of out of curiosity. Yeah, nothing. Your your existing scars have not changed in any way. Nods. Roja notices you doing that and says, "Yes, old scar tissue is already reknit, and it is part of who you are now. Harder to heal. Possible." But it takes a great deal of effort and energy and expertise. I I might be able to, but um, maybe not. I, I was just curious. It's not a big deal. I actually, I got these. I got blown up that time too. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, Isaac got me out. And just took it easy for a couple of weeks. It was nice. It wasn't nice. I almost died. But taking it easy. He's important to you. He's all I had. I guess I was all he had to. So we were just two dum-dums rumbling around starting businesses. It's a miracle that you two didn't pick up Pavi and involve her. Or you three would surely be dead. Or, or doing own, very well. Or running your own gang, yes, I know. I mean, we already were, kind of. I mean, no, we're, we're above the board. I pay taxes. She arches an eyebrow at that. Wouldn't it be more suspicious if, if it was... She just starts laughing and she puts her head in her hands. Oh, man. Roja smiles and has a soft chuckle. Who is trying to get in? Silas. Thank you for running interference it was easier after he snuck in the first time and discovered that he couldn't break into your mind himself <laughs> how did he sneak in i was distracted i think i stepped out for a moment as you know i am biological and have needs i understood wait he couldn't get in what do you mean she taps her head oh no apparently not he tried he was Quite frustrated, actually. (laughs) It works now. Good. I'm glad that is to your satisfaction. Yeah, I'd rather nobody up there I don't want. Oh, that's really a best case scenario on that, huh? (laughs) I would think so, yes. I do have a question. Please, by all means. Ooh, um, did I do any weird weird stuff while I was asleep Pur- purple wise um not that I saw no good I I tried as soon as I was sure you were stable I tried to make sure that you were sedated as well I didn't know if it would matter but I thought maybe if your mind and body were at rest it wouldn't stir that's probably smart 
Yeah, I don't really know what to do about this. I don't think anyone does, Athena. Made both of Isaac's brothers crazy. And, you know, Nima didn't seem too bad, but I don't know her. Nor did I. Maybe that was for the best. Maybe. Oh boy. Is Has anybody been to see Benicia? Not that I know of. There have been more pressing matters. I bet she's enjoying some alone time in a place she can actually enjoy it. After being trapped in here. Mm. And she, I think this time she sort of <laughs> flicks your forehead. Who can blame her? Yeah. And she says it more in like a ribbing way, I think. I think she takes it pretty good-naturedly. Is there any water? My mouth is... It just tastes so bad. <laughs> of course. Am I allowed to drink? Yes, of course. Okay. And she goes and... I think there's probably just a pitcher of water off to one side. Maybe there's like a small fridge and she gets some and brings it over to you. Closer to tepid. Is there anything else I need to know before Silas comes in? I'm sure there is much I'm forgetting, but I have been awake for a considerable amount of time and it is harder to focus. Hey, thanks. By the way, you know, since the beginning not turning me in when you probably really should have. You are welcome. I'm glad that it uh, proved to be the correct decision. And now I think Tuka is hoping for that same reassurance. I think um, she did She did not stay long. After she pulled you out, she gathered up Isaac and was gone very quickly. But she she went to follow you into the water almost right away. Of course she did. She acted faster than anyone, and while it's possible that one of us would have gotten to you as well, she got there very fast. So you could have been much worse off if not for her. I don't know exactly what her concerns are, but as someone who was looking in from the outside at one time, I would imagine that she has never seen anything like this before, and wants to know what's going on and why you didn't tell her and all these things. I don't think your friend is in any danger. No, I don't think he is. But Tuka is reckless. Just as you. Just as Pavi was. Well, maybe uh, she can see that through me, maybe being reckless isn't a great idea. Maybe I can be a good role model. <laughs> While that is possible, it is not applicable to the situation. Yeah. As you have been behaving quite recklessly. Mm -hmm. Not that I think you had many other options, mind you. Can you keep an eye on me? What do you mean? Erratic behavior. I know it's kind of hard to get a beat on, considering the situation, I mean. But if I'm going crazy, I'd rather find out sooner rather than later. She puts her a hand on your forehead and pats your hair a little bit and she says, Athena, you have been nothing but erratic behavior since I have known you, but I will try. And I will ask Pavi to keep an eye out as well. Or I will leave her out of it. Whatever you like. I don't know if she'd pick up on it, honestly. Why is that? She was your best friend for many years. Still is, apparently. I think that might be why, though. Maybe she... Roja, I didn't check her up in the brain when she came and found me because I didn't want to know if she'd been messed with um, right away. So maybe it's kind of more that... Do you know what I mean? Her expression is a little bit more serious, but she nods and she says, Yes, I do. You have my word. I will keep an eye on you. 
as I have been doing already. I appreciate it. But now it's at your request, so maybe the intent is a bit different. Maybe. Maybe. I can't think Silas isn't still directly outside that door waiting for me to wake up so he can hound me with some questions. If he was, he would have heard us speaking. He walked away, mm-hmm. but he will come back before long. I will go and fetch him. If I tell him preemptively, it will look more realistic. Is is it all okay? Well, he's worried about you, but he's unharmed. He's... I don't know him very well, Athena, but he seems strained. Strained? Yes, fatigued, pushed to the limit. He seemed... He, you're not the only one having trouble, nor is Silas. If I didn't know better, his behavior has been... I don't know if I would use the word erratic, as we had just been saying, but he has been paranoid. He looks as though he's been losing sleep, and I confess I have not studied the arrow much to know how that would function for them, or what it means. Hmm. He has his own troubles, whatever they are, but he is worried about you. Oh man, I just heaped a whole bunch of trouble on him. We are all in this together, Athena. I think he will be relieved to know you are awake, but he knew that you were safe. He has been giving you space. I allowed him in to check on you once or twice. But again, he could not access your mind. Gotcha. Because I was... Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, I think I'm ready as I'm going to get. Very well. If I'm asleep when you get back, I'm sure he'll wake me up. She actually points off to the other side of the bed, and there's a small end table that has a newspaper on it. Some light reading, if you would like to get the lay of the land. That sounds wonderful. I will be back shortly with the Oculus. And I will be ready. And she flips the paper open (laughs) with new information. (laughs) She smiles and pushes herself up and walks to the door and exits the room to leave you reading the paper. And I'm just going to give you some broad strokes here. Sure. It's Phil Nutter slandering me. It is the Called Chronicle. Okay, it's probably uh, Slugstone slandering it, it me. Is, it's, <laughs> Slugstone is uh, who wrote the article on the front page. The giant headline is City Under Siege. On the front, there's a large grainy photograph. It's like a long shot of the lighthouse and a burst of light taken from the shore of Caldonix. I think she reads the headline and her face just falls and she's like, no just give you a couple of like bullet points of information the article itself is like a mixture between fact and conjecture Mm. mostly fact and it's framed in such a way as like this is what sources currently state a standoff between competing mercenary outfits with possible regulator involvement how did so many ballistics make their way in forces number in the dozens or hundreds secret passages into the mountain from the surface topper intrusions Red eyes, orange, yellow, and purple lights. Screams in the night. More individuals aggressively attacking others in the city. Red eyes. Oh no. In the most recent day, nothing. Now we are met with silence, both on the streets and from the city's leadership. And then at the end is sort of like a couple of pointed questions to stir people up a little bit maybe. And it says, who is responsible what is the topper involvement? 
How long do we have to wait for answers? How can we trust our leaders if they won't talk to us? And if there are tunnels leading into the city, maybe it's time to mount an attack before they come back. Athena looks uh, troubled. <laughs> this stealth is... mission did not go as stealthily as she had hoped. <laughs> yeah, and then it's signed with the Slugstone. Yeah, your, your stealth mission where you hired a band of mercenaries with explosives to, stealth, blow, stealth. to blow things up. Several miles away through the echoing cave. Bright lights fighting in the lighthouse, one of the most visible monuments in the city out in the middle of darkness where there's literally nothing but other lights. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> Athena not- takes this front page <laughs> that she's read through and just starts shredding it into strips. <laughs> just to do something with her stupid hands. While you're in the middle of doing that, the door to your room cracks open. There's no knock. It just cracks open a little bit and a short squat form pokes its head in and there's just a small voice and it says, oh, you're finally awake. Yes, I am. Lepaco. I'm very awake. Mm-hmm. Walks into the room. His longer spider legs push him up into the air and he's he's a small, squat, portly man more round than he is tall, with a bushy mustache, watery eyes, and a short, patchier, dirty blonde hair. He's a bit older, maybe in his 50s or 60s. That's what he appears. And he takes a few steps into the room on his spider legs, affable smile on. How you feeling? I could be worse. Everything where it's supposed to be? Ah, mostly. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So, I think she leans her head on her hand. What's going on? Oh, I just wanted to check up on y'all, see if you're awake yet, let Mr. Bolt know. Oh, yep. How's Bolt been doing? Oh, well, he's been, uh, he's been doing all right, you know, doing his thing. He was, uh, he was real worried about you, but then, uh, he was real miffed that you didn't take him along to do your special thingy. I do want to talk to him about that. I dare say you will. Yep, it was, uh... An order from over my head, so I'm very happy to chat with him about it, given the lay of the land. Well, I'll be sure to let him know that you're up and kicking. I do have to talk to the Oculus real quick. Maybe I can come down to the room to see him afterwards if my doctor allows me to. Oh, sure. When Get that figured out whenever. Moves back towards the door. He stops and puts a hand on the frame and turns back and smiles to you and he says... Always just making messes to clean up, eh? At least I haven't been messing up the task force room. Because I know who has to clean that up. And he turns around and says, What, you think I'm not going to clean this up too? Squints at him like, mm, Hazmat. You learned how to be dirty on the surface, Sedaris. How is this? <laughs> you say that, and he pauses in the doorway and just gives you like the wide mouth, pinched smile, sort of bright eyes, and he goes, Bless your heart. Oh, no. And then he leaves. Oof. Oh, he's wise. He got wise. He got me. (laughs) In Athena's internal monologue, Athena had rather hoped a different short person would be coming into the room, but she was (laughs) left with this bastard. (sighs) (sighs) Continues to shred her paper. She rifles through the end table, see if there's any gum or anything she can chew. Are there peppermints? Are there, like... This butterscotches. Is, it's a hospital, not a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like there's just weird shit in end tables sometimes. 
Roll me a d6. Okay. If you get a five or a six, there can be a peppermint or something. Oh. Damn it, it's a one. It's a one. Just a one. Yeah. Well, you can't crit fail because I didn't. Roll it. Roll again. Roll it again. That's a two. two. A one and a two. <laughs> Very nearly a crit yeah. fail. That was almost a uh, shit. Well, what's the worst possible candy or thing that could have been in there for her to have? What would Athena hate? Because that's Athena. what's in there. She just fucking hates licorice. Oh, okay. She it's, hates it so much. The way it smells giant, makes her feel sick. It's not a giant bag. It's just like a, sing, a single wrapped licorice. <laughs> a single stick. wrapped black licorice. Yes, that's exactly it. Black licorice, the worst kind of licorice. She looks at it and she grabs it and she just chucks it against the wall. It makes like Because Lepaco will have to clean it up, apparently. It makes a very thick slap as like the the flat side of the licorice just thunks into the wall and falls down. She just says, motherfucker. Another minute or two before the door rattles again, you hear Rose's voice say, yes, she is awake and she's uh, just inside if you would like to speak with her, of course. You do note that her voice is like a little warblier than usual. Oh. And then outside you hear, oh, I think I can find my way. Thank you. Oh, shit. And there's a big shadow outside the door through the frosted glass. And stooping through the doorway is a pillar of scales, muscle, and presence. Arbiter Photius Roth, the Dillian Karnak, head of all Caldonic's regulation divisions, and liaison to the city's ruling body, the council. Stands at least seven feet tall, and carries himself right now with an informal, yet somewhat imperious posture. Even casually, it's hard not to take him seriously. Yep. His alligator-like maw is laced with sharp teeth that poke out on the sides, giving him the constant appearance of a cunning smile. Gold flecks spatter his midnight black scales, and a matching line of gold spines and frills runs down the back of his head and neck. A double gouge of gray scar tissue rakes across his snout and down the side of his face, and his red reptile slit eyes are comparatively small on his head, yet always aware and watching i think it's about time you and i had a little chat hmm? welcome back pickle yes hello 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 to you and to everyone out there listening happy to be back on that horse and uh <laughs> but yeah hey we're back how's it going how are you how was your time off my time off? no i was talking to them damn Oh, if you if you if you're really quiet, you can hear what they're saying. Oh, oh that's, that's good. Yeah, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm glad for you. God. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're back, uh, you know who I want to say thank you to? Michael and Earth. Michael and Earth. Thank you guys from Patreon. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. For this episode, I've been looking forward to this flashback sequence for quite a long time. I didn't know when it was going to happen. And we didn't know uh, exactly how it was going to play out. No. You came into this with no real knowledge and also didn't really know that you were going to be playing through it. So that was exciting for me to be able to spring it on me, <laughs> spring it on you. But it felt like a good time. So I agree. I had a lovely time. So maybe, maybe we'll be seeing some more stuff like that in the future. Who really? Knows? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. That's what the word maybe means. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> How would I know? There's no way I could know that. No way. No way. No way. It's like no way. Eh. Eh. Feels like there's somebody else we should thank this week. 
Is it Crockett and Wave Shaper? Well, those are two people, but you are correct, yes. Oh, good. Those are those are all people that we should be thanking. And we are. Thank you to Thank you Crockett guys. and Wave Shaper. Where can we find uh, Crockett's stuff? Crockett is located on Twitter at Crockett80s and at Crockett.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. And he, in the season break, I believe, dropped an EP called Interference, which is... I assume still available on his band camp. I would think I so. I snapped it up right away. Yeah, it's very good. It's, it is excellent. Yes. And the second Wave Shaper. Wave Shaper uh, is at Wave Shaper 1 on Twitter and at wavesaper.bencamp.com. You want to shape some waves, don't you? Get out there. Just it's, do it. There's so much. Carve that wave. Shape it real good. Did you, Pickle, know where? We can be found on Twitter. Oh, man. I think it's at, and that's the at sign, mm-hmm. RPG for you and me. That's correct. Yes. Congrats. Oh, I did a thing. I remembered it. We can have fries later. Who's going to make them anyway? Oh, well, I feel like I got cheated. Maybe I'll All that, put, I'll I put, put some, in so I'll much hard some work. some pepper on it, some cayenne pepper, mm. Mm. some steak seasoning. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Do you know where I am on Twitter? At you see the hat. What about Patreon? I think it's pronounced. I think it's pronounced Patron. Patreon. I mean that sounds right. Patreon. Patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And we remain as as an exclusive Patreon feature. We are still searchable. Oh thank God! <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. Really? You can get access to our Discord server where you have a an ever-expanding community of really cool folks, probably like yourself. You're a cool person, aren't you? Don't you want to meet other cool people who like cool stuff? That you do. Cool. Well, I know I would like to thank the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, who can be found at uh, peginc.com, just for making this bitchin' system we use every week. Bitchin' just system. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> to- super totally rad. Yes, thank you, Pinnacle Entertainment Group, peginc.com, uh, for Savage Worlds. Oh, I didn't know if you know this. Uh, I believe the $10 and up tiers allow you to suggest scene prompts for Athena to interact with an NPC and you can give like a scene idea or even just like a topic and then we go for it. And this week we're going to do our very first one, which will be right after this. So stay tuned. Enjoy that. And we've got uh, quite a few backlogged. Uh, We have a suggestions channel in the Discord server, which has had some. It's a blessing. It's it's been great. Guys, I'm looking forward to doing all of these so much. There's a lot of fun stuff coming up. But I think that's it. Thanks for being patient with us, you guys. We are so ready to get back into the intrigue and the the misty, foggy streets of the city we love. Oh. Misty. Yes. Thank you for being here and continuing to be here. And I hope you guys enjoy the little uh, extra scene that we got plopping down here. Bloop. (laughs) Ah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. See you guys next week. So I think maybe we flash a bit back to the past on the surface where two figures are walking towards a brick and mortar store. Who's one of those? Boreas is dressed in his standard fare. He's wearing mm. dark denim jeans and some combat boots. Oh. He's going to wear a jean jacket. Ooh, a jean jacket? Yeah. Is it acid washed? No. No? No. Just straight denim. Straight denim. Mm. 
But yep, he's uh, his hair is closer to white, like a gray-white, swept back like normal. He is excited to go to the movie store. The movie store. See, the other person that's there is a lanky woman with a lot of fucking black curly hair, but she's got a tasteful faceplate mask on. Who could it be? We don't know. But I know, it's Athena. Do you just wear your mask when you go about? I quite enjoy anonymity, so yes, I do. But we're going to the... We're going to get a movie. Why are you... You never know? Oh, someone's important. Maybe a little. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. He walks up and opens the door and it jingles. Doesn't hold it for her because she can do it herself. That's true. Let's push it open. She follows in. I have never been to uh, one of these before. What What are we... I know we're going to like stake out for a while, so I would like some things to fill that time, but... Well, you've got nothing but time fillers in here anyway. It's the vids, you know, movies. Yeah. Entertainment pictures. Oh, good. I, I would just love to dive into this. Well, it's more of a passive type thing, you know, so you, you sit back and you watch. So there's there's not as much diving as there is, you know, sitting for extended periods, which incidentally is what we're going to do. So this is perfect. Oh, wonderful. Um, What what kind of um kind of vids do you like? Uh, well, you know, it, it uh, depends on the day. Sometimes you want to watch someone else blow something up. Sometimes that's a little uh, close to home. Mm. Sometimes you want something funny or crude or romantic. Bob's his eyebrows. She squints her little mask eyes at him. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> she punches him, him on the shoulder. Let's go find a fucking movie or whatever. Mm. Romantic it is. She goes right for, like, the cop drama section. Mm. Oh, yes. A staple. There's plenty of the... Uh, how about this one? It's called The Punishcutioner. Is that a word? I, uh, clearly it is. It's the title of the movie. That sounds amazing. Let's get that one. Uh, okay. This one's called A Couple of Dicks. It seems to be about private investigation, but <laughs> it turns it over. I don't think this is the one we're looking for. Oh, no. <laughs> she leans over and immediately looks away. Did you get it? Did it private investigation? I, I, I got it. So the punish then? The punish There are more of them! Oh, yes, the punish 13. That's my favorite. Wow, they just keep going. Well, I've, there's always somebody that needs to be punish-cutioned, isn't there? <laughs> Apparently. Do you want some candy? Yes, I'm going to pay those prices for candy. It's all right there, though. <sighs> they got the ones with the crunch in them. You're paying for that. I'm, I, I will. It's my candy. I'm going to But eat you it. can't have any no, if I, I buy no, it. Then you can't watch my movie. Fuck off. <laughs> you fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punish-cution you. <laughs> 